if you are the next person in line for a bathroom stall, do you have a responsibility to everybody behind you to make sure all the stalls are in fact occupied? All right, let me explain. I'm in Boulder. I'm having dinner. Went out there to cover prime time. Yep. I'm at a restaurant. It's one of those restaurants that's nice. So it's just four individual giant cedar doors. Yep. Anybody can go in. Yep. I walk up to use the restroom. There is a young lady standing there. Okay. Okay. And I even, I think, cracked maybe like a little joke. Like, you know, like, yeah. oh, they're all taken always, you know. And she was yeah. like, yeah. So I stand there. And then a lady comes out of one of them. And so she goes in and um, I'm standing there waiting for someone to come out of the other two because obviously they're all occupied. Because when I walked up, the understanding was when you're standing there that they're all occupied, which is why you're standing there, right? So I'm standing there and someone else comes behind me. Yeah. And she's now waiting behind me. There's now two of us in line waiting for one of these three stalls to open. And it's taking a little while and I'm thinking, man, nobody has... Come out of these. Let me. I don't want to be the next person to walk in one of those. That's what I'm thinking. But I was like, let me just see. So I go up and I wiggle the door. Yeah. It's vacant. It's open. Nobody's been in here the whole entire time. And I'm pissed at the lady that went in before me because there is an understanding. Just like if you walk in behind somebody that's already pressed an elevator. There's an understanding that you have checked for everyone behind you that the bathrooms are, in fact, occupied. Gary, so I look like a dumbass because I'm standing there and another lady gave me that same trust that I put into someone else and she's standing there. And we waited 60 seconds before something told me, don't just trust this rando lady. Check for yourself. And I did. And this whole time there was a bathroom ready for me. Mm -hmm. And I just want to know... Is it her fault? Yes. Or is it my fault for trusting a rando stranger? Should I have been the lady that said, excuse me, and still went and checked all the doors? Mm. I don't even think that you needed to do that. I don't think that you needed to physically, physically assert your trust as opposed to just verbally. They're like, all full, huh? I mean, give him one of the... I said that. I said it as like an aside. Did, 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 and, and her reaction? She kind of sort of giggled it off a little bit. I mean, now <sighs> that I'm like revisiting it, when I think back on it, she didn't exactly confirm they were all full. But that was yeah. what you essentially told me by standing there. Hell, I don't know. I think this is a bit of a gray area at the very... No! At the very least. Because if she walks in, then I'm giving all three other doors a jiggle because... because there wasn't, no, but Jim, there, then there you're the that presses the button that's already lit up on the elevator. The elevator thing is a whole nother question. I walk into an elevator, I'm not asking anybody where their floors are, all right? Because then accusations <laughs> start flying, okay? <laughs> Listen, I know there's cameras in elevators these days, but that's just, that's just a no-go zone for me. But the bathroom thing, I got to be honest, L. You're better than that. You're checking. So you would have I'm checking. you would have walked by someone yeah. who's clearly standing there and wiggled each door. Yes. And what would have happened if you had found a vacant spot? Do you get to to jump her in line because you discovered the vacant door or do you say, "Oh, there's a door open for you and do you let her go?" No, hell no. Finders keepers. If I jiggle a door and if I if I understand the 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 setup in which you're describing, some of those doors are a bit sturdy. 
So you do have to kind of give it a little grit, give it a little grunt, give it a little muscle to open those doors, whether it's a knob or a slider or whatever. And then I'm finders keepers. See you later, bucko. Catch the next one because this one's mine. All right. You learn something new every day. I thought... But I would have been scared to go into some of those doors had I been waiting 60 seconds. I'm like, I do not... I don't want to be this person to walk in to this absolute war zone. Yeah. I'm, glad you, I'm yeah. glad you didn't have to do I any did of not. that. I did not. It was not... Yeah. It definitely was not a blow up. Yeah. Um, neither was the post game for Colorado, Colorado State that we were promised, if I'm being honest. And mm-hmm. listen, I enjoyed this game. All right? What well, uh, was not to enjoy? Full disclosure, I was doing a lot of traveling that day, coming back from Boulder. My day started at 3 a.m. I might or might not have slept through the entire first half, but the beautiful part is I woke up just in time for the antics. We were told ahead of time from Deion Sanders because of all the back and forth with Colorado State head coach Jay Norvell about the glasses and my mama taught me to... that keep the cameras rolling. In fact, Deion specifically said... Well, when we meet at the conclusion of the game, just keep the cameras rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you do it? I don't understand. It's like every week or right. something. But yeah. can we? I don't can we, bother nobody, man. I don't say nothing. Even when I played the misconception, you, when yeah, I played yeah, Desmond, yeah, then yeah. I talked junk. I didn't talk junk when I played. No, right. I told you what I was going to do, but I never downed another man. Exactly. Went at it and humiliated another man. I don't believe right. in that. Yeah. I want to yeah, uplift yeah. and promote and provoke change in everybody. I don't want to. I can't down another man. How God's going to bless me for putting another man down? I don't right. believe in that. This epic back and forth. In-state rivals. They yep. don't like each other. Yep. Dion gets the better of him. Shador has this Tom Brady-esque finish. And they kind of just shook hands and were like, what'd it do? And I walked away. Everybody was tired. <laughs> yo, L. It was a really L, long day. Yo, this is a game that started Saturday night and ended Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. If this would have ended in maybe the first overtime, maybe we got a little bit of that. Fair. But as the time is ticking, yeah. all right, that ill will just sort of dissipates. Because you know why? Everybody just wants to go home. I know. Everybody just wants to go to yeah. bed. And Dion was on record as saying, like, there's a couple points in this game that I was like, I can't let this dude win because it was teetering. It yeah. was it was teetering it was. on the brink of that. So I think at that point, Dion had the recognition, this ain't a blowout. Yeah. They gave us everything and more. Sure. This is double overtime. Yeah. I'm going to shake this man's hand. Yeah. Because he brought it to he us. He did. I mean, they were they started out as 19-point favorites, and then Jay Norvell says those things, and then they, I think they closed at 24-point favorites. Yeah. Certainly it was not that. I had said something on SportsCenter a couple of days ago that we get lots of information. We have a whole department called SIG, and their whole job is to just give us all kinds of information. But one of my researchers gave me this little nugget that I used that I felt very smart about, at least at one point in that game. Shout out researchers. What up, research? The last six times... That in this Rocky Mountain showdown, yeah. that one of the teams has been ranked in it. Yeah. The other team, the unranked team, is the one that actually wins. So this was not a foregone conclusion to begin with, even though there was some, you know, some risk of sort of looking ahead if you're Colorado, because you've got Oregon this week, you got USC and whatnot. So it was a good game. And you know what I also appreciated too, as much as I like the petty and I wanted to see a showdown and him like, I don't know, take a pair of sunglasses and I wanted him to do gift, like Denzel gift, and gift remember them the time to him. he handed the guy the banana. Oh, you shit. You know what I mean? Like I wanted him to like hand Jay like a hat and glasses or something. I don't know. I don't, hey, those blenders are sold out. Maybe Dion wanted to, but <laughs> yeah, yo, he was smart. them he, things he are get selling out. He couldn't get any. Dion couldn't get a pair of his own glasses. He couldn't get any. Um, but I, what I liked that he said afterwards was, yeah. what Dion said afterwards was, was at the end of the day, Jay Norvell is a black coach 
a very small fraternity mm-hmm. in this space and I support him and I know how hard he's worked and how hard it is to be another black man in this space. And so I'm going to give him credit. And we're going to squash it and it there. And I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, but the game itself, I think we all knew that Colorado had some weaknesses, but the idea that this team, they just can't run between the trenches. They can't. Sure. I mean, they can't. And I think we're going to see Oregon and USA, USC certainly exploit that. But you still, if you're Colorado, you're from there, Gary. I mean, this is a really fun thing. It's All a big of a deal. sudden, Colorado football is the must-see game every week. It's a massive deal. Everybody was there. You were there. You were in. You were out. I wish I could have been in the stadium. My sister got, graduated from Colorado. I went to Colorado State for a year until I failed out and had a .9 GPA and was put on academic probation. Yes, a sub-1 GPA is possible. Wow. Had ESPN given me the platform, like? it, it looked like I didn't go to class. <laughs> is that like a like it mostly looked, D's and an F? Or uh, a- two F's, a D, and I passed basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, literally, I would show up to basketball. This I was just a pass-fail. Pass. Gary's a great facilitator. He is a, he's an awful scorer, but he's a great passer. I got a C in basketball, a D, and two F's. Look at me now. Hey. All right, but had, had people asked me my opinion, I would have said, you mash Colorado State covering that spread because what this rivalry actually is. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Matter of fact, I was saying all the stuff CU was doing was amplifying uh, CSU's fight, and hell, they almost um, beat him. But to your point, Dion, he's never shied away from what he actually feels, whether it's talking smoke about Jay and then giving him praise after the game, I loved what I saw. Now it's going to get a whole lot more difficult. Oregon, USC, we beat, or- we beat Oregon. They beat Oregon. Game day's right back. You're going right back to Boulder yeah, at, the, at the end of September. It's going to be super difficult, though, with Travis Hunter out for the next couple of weeks. Dirty. We can both agree, right? That was dirty. That was dirty. It was that nasty. Was dirty. People talking on social media, though, about suspend him, rip his, uh, rip his scholarship. No, that's crazy. Twitter's crazy, sure. but it was, it was, it was a dirty play. Certainly an, an ejection for targeting it would have been. It should have been an ejection. It should have yeah, been Yeah, would have been worthy. You hate to see someone like a Travis Hunter go down. Yes. I think that's probably why this game was as close as Correct. it was ultimately. Um, but it was, it, was, uh, it was a good game. My mom, also from Colorado, like you, Gary, is, will be the first one to tell you. Colorado State is the only rival that Colorado has. So that, of course, is why she was defending the storming of the field. Here we go. Great debate here. Here we go. Is literally what all the kids were saying once they won. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> we were 1-11 last year. Yeah. They did beat Nebraska, which was a, a, a geographical rival until they split Used to conferences. Be. You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was a big deal that they beat them. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing more than the Rocky Mountain Showdown. I'm rocking with your mom, as you know, stormed the field. So you think it's okay that even though you're a 24-point favorite at home, you can storm the field? It doesn't matter anymore. I think think the script in the book was thrown out on the the efficacy and the etiquette of storming the field. All right, your team unranked just beat an unranked team or or an unranked team just beat a top five team, stormed the field. Okay, we just knocked off the number one team in the country, stormed the field. The book is thrown out. I think with... All of the landscape changed. This team won one game last year. You sure. never know when these students are going to have an opportunity to storm it, if ever again. Storm it. Who cares? I'm with you. I think it speaks to the greater. And typically, I would 
sort of roll my eyes at this a little bit. I might have definitely rolled my eyes at Tennessee last year. Mm-hmm. They destroyed their own field. They throw the goalposts in the river. Uh, that's after they beat Alabama, that d- that's amazing. Yeah, but that's right, but, but that's typically behavior you do when you're angry. Why would you destroy your own shit? <laughs> destroy Alabama's. Like, you do that at Tuscaloosa, fine. You cost your team. Anyway, uh, yeah, only to it. the next week, then get boat raced <laughs> by Georgia. It was yeah. really kind of embarrassing. Yeah. But anyway, I would normally be anti that, act like you've been there before. They haven't been there before. They've and not, here's the thing, Gary, there. for a little history lesson for those of you that don't know, the one time Colorado was there in those early 90s in the glory days when Eric Bieniemy was tolling the rock, their one co-national championship is clouded and, and mired in one of the biggest controversies in college football history, the fifth down game. I mean, if they're not given five downs, mm-hmm. it happened, look it up, then maybe they don't have that national championship. So even then, you know, my mom always talks about, like, even then, even in the Cordell Stewart days, they always felt like they were trying to legitimize themselves. Yeah. And while Denver will always be a Broncos town, Colorado loves their football. They love football. So it's a big deal to them that they're finally back, and not just that they're necessarily going to be great. Nobody expects that they're going to run the rest of the road and be undefeated. But the idea that they're relevant, Gary, the idea that they went from the most irrelevant school in the most irrelevant conference to now being – you know, the site of college game day. Wheezy F baby pulling up. All of them. <laughs> the rock pulling up. But there up. <laughs> is only one problem that I have in all of this. Really? We're seeing, and it's a we're major seeing one. issue. Oh, no. L, come on. And I think it speaks to the greater conversation of appropriation. Oh. And here we go. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, the video went viral after they beat TCU. Mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. the locker room and Coach mm-hmm. Prime and you know he's doing this whole like, we coming, yeah, you know whatever and then and then he follows that up with like we ain't coming, yep, we here, we here, we here, everybody's here, it. and that's kind of become the rallying cry, mm-hmm. the catchphrase, the tagline, whatever you want for this Colorado season. But the problem is Gary, as you know, why why do Boulder I know? Boulder is ah okay. Let's just say the makeup of Boulder matches the snow-capped mountains of the Rockies. Ah, yes. The Birkenstock capital of the world. Right. And listening to fifth-generational hippies Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. try to quote the vernacular of Deion Sanders is is very cringy. Some articulation lost, if you will. Or added. Right. They need the the R so bad, Gary. They needed... Dion to say, we are here. That's what they needed. But yep. they got we here. And now yep. when they say it, mm-hmm. as evident by the 70-year-old lady that talked to me when I was in Boulder. How'd that conversation go? I just am so excited. You know, he said it. We here. Oof. We here. Oof. Oof. And I just, it's not her fault. Yep. That's the catchphrase, and she wants to be in on it. But it's just, it's the level of cringe that I feel every time an anchor is forced to read a tweet in the voice of the player that tweeted it. We're bringing it in-house, people. It's it's hard. I got to be honest. Sometimes when I see the tweets, I'm like, dang it, what do I do? What do what I do? What do you do? So what do you do? You see a tweet. There is clearly some. Yeah, I, I, read, I read it as is. I get Listen. But do you do it like news anchory or no. do you try to do it in their voice? Hell, I'm a news anchor, then I don't, I don't even do stuff news anchory. Oh. What do you mean? I, I read it straight up. Okay. Yeah. So, like, give me an example. Like, we here. We come and we here. If I were to read a Deion Sanders tweet and he was like, we 2 0, we come and we here. 
you close your eyes, it's basically like Deion Sanders talking into the microphone. Well, I'm not saying we are coming. We are here. You guys better not do any sort of tricky manipulation with that soundbite right there. We coming. I already marked we it. We here. <laughs> so I come in for Sports Center one morning. I just give all of those to Randy. Is make, that what you do? And make, and, I mean, it's way worse, too. Because at least in real life, you do say things. Your vernacular does include, well, honey. Uh, I come ugh. in for, I come in for, stop dabbing, Gary. Damn it. I come in for Sports Center one day. It's like 3 a.m. And I can, like, see the producers, like, whispering. I'm like, oh, God, what? Uh-oh. And finally, they're like, uh, hey, oh, could, could, you, could you help us out here? Uh-oh. And the thing is, I recognize when they're sort of saying to themselves, oh, no, we don't want to do phone a black friend, but also we also know she is the but one listen, black person, read so she will understand. Got to read the room. Right? Yep. So it's a tweet from Alvin Kamara running yep. back for the Saints. And I don't even remember what the hell the subject is, but I'm from Atlanta. He's from Atlanta. Makes perfect sense. I understand the lingo. Yep. And so they asked me to translate. They were like, what is he saying here? And I'm going to spell out the word for you that they couldn't understand what it was. I'm going to see if you know this it. This is going to be great. And then I get, then, then I Actually, get, I'm going to type it for you. And I want to see if you can read then it. I can, then I get to guess the producers you were working with. Actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the word really big and bold. And then I'm going to have you read it. Also, that's funny that they phoned a friend with you for this. And then I was supposed to be the one to read the Rui Hachimura extension for the oh, Lakers. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's messed up. Call I get, all, I get all the Shohei Otani on cams for some reason. Okay. Yeah. What well, you talking about? There we go. What are you talking about? So the word, guys, is T-A-L-M-B-O-U-T. Yeah, That's talking about. What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. And he had tweeted something about, like, you know, <laughs> F what you talking about. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't, it was I-O-N. <laughs> I don't know, you know. And yeah. so they then were like, would you feel comfortable, like, reading it on mm-hmm. air? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I know what he's saying. and I, mm-hmm. But I wasn't going to do it like, you know. What are you talking Kamara about? Kamara tweeted, what are you talking about? So I just <laughs> said it as if I was, you know, and I was like, I don't know what you, if what you heard, what you talking about. Yeah. And it felt natural to should. me. Right. Yeah. But had that been a show with, I don't know, let's say Hannah, someone classy. Yeah. And Jay. Mm-hmm. Who would Ooh. have been the one to read the talking about? And Ooh. would they have said talking about? Don't try to put, don't, don't make me be the wedge. In that hypothetical, okay? <laughs> Don't make me be the wedge in that hypothetical. All I know is um, that tweet probably put the producer's head in a pretzel more than Cam, Cam Newton's tweets. No and he writes those in Alien. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He, he writes those in code, yeah. and, and they can decipher that. Um, was that Artie? <laughs> was that Artie John Lavoie? I don't it was know. No, it, I don't it, was, know. It, was, uh, it poison? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, okay. it was it was four in the morning. It could have been. Insert nice. sports center producer. Nice. Uh, but it was all great. fantastic people. They're Cream all the amazing. Crop, best in the business. Yeah. And every one of them would admit to you that they would not know how to navigate talking about. Big time journalists too. Like they spell out words. So this is this is foreign concept. Fortunately, I'm foreign. <laughs> Born in Korea. Okay. <laughs> Korea, if you guys didn't know South from Korea. the fast half, t- t- please stop saying yo, that. Yo, no, People no, no. don't think you're from North Korea. They can't. L. You've never met anyone from North Korea, people. L. L. Time out. You know how, you know when there's signs like in obvious areas, it's like, please don't flush live animals down the toilet. You know why there's signs like that? Because somebody did. Okay. So the reason I say Korea South is because you wouldn't believe how many people have been as a conversation starter, almost like Korean. Oh, cool. Korean, Polish. Cool. Uh, which Korea? 
And I'm just like, oh, no, really? I'm just like, okay. Did you get out of elementary school? Third grade max? Anyway, yes, it's, it's, it's been a question. A what real, an icebreaker. A like, real question. Sometimes you should just say North and then just be like, how about yeah. that Kim Jong-un, yeah, yeah. huh? I'll be like, hey. That guy sucks. North Korea, don't tell anybody. <laughs> They'll kill my whole family. <laughs> they will kill my whole family. That got dark. Uh, yeah, they will. But I'm like, uh, I'm North of 5'2", uh, so I'm actually South Korean. Um, speaking of, six foot is tall. You know I put the poll out and everybody was like, we love Elle. She don't know what she's talking about. Yeah. We're taking a little bit of an ADD detour. Um, but yes, on the first episode, if you missed it, I accused launch. anyone of being, I said six foot is average. Anything <sighs> under 5'10 is short and Still anything hurts. over 6'3 is tall. And the short kings were on the attack. You know, <laughs> they were, it's like, they just, the little guys were everywhere. They were it really was an revealing easy themselves. fight though, because they were so short. <laughs> exactly. No, uh, I just think you peg it one up. Six foot is tall. 5'10 is average. Everything else is short. Okay. We're not it's too fine. far off. We're not super far off, but as I said, yeah. I think the short kings were certainly in my thing. Speaking of short, thinking of ADD tours, the beautiful thing about this podcast, and maybe also the maddening thing about it as well, is that it is being hosted by two people who are long-suffering, attention deficit disorder sufferers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ADD tour. ADD tour. It's true. Graphic. Um, yeah. But the good news is, with that in mind, we put this show together. Yes. So that if you have the attention span of a three-year-old, you could still consume and absorb sports in a way that makes sense to you. And so in the same way that there is a hashtag all over. I've known that forever. Yeah, sure. We definitely didn't learn that just today, that there's a hashtag called too long didn't read, TLDR. We didn't find that out minutes ago that that's what that means this whole time. So we're doing something for you called too long didn't watch. And this is the NFL edition. It explains itself. Congrats, Broncos. You're undefeated at making mid look like Joe Montana. To that point, Sam Howlett, sir, am I right? And what did Sean Payton do to the pass interference gods? Mm, 0-2. Giants. Even when they win, they lose. No way you should have been in that situation against the Cardinals. You got Saquon Barkley in there with one minute to play, and that's when he sprains his ankle because you were down by 21 points. Come on. Speaking of which, I watched the Cardinals score 28 points, and I still don't know who their quarterback is. Only that it's not (laughs) Kyler Murray, but getting similar results and probably for a lot cheaper. Josh Dobbs says thank you. His fourth team in about the same amount of years, and he getting a dub. This our year starter pack might actually hit this year. The Cowboys look good. They look real good. We might finally see this meme come to life. Fully equipped with the high top vades, zero on the sides. You got the stonewashed jean shorts. You got the Jordan 13s. And then insert Cowboy player jersey here. Joe burrowed himself in an ice bath. Am I right? Mm. Lamar Jackson, worth every penny. Bubble wrap that dude. Has yet to lose to those Bengals, or maybe just one loss. Hey, Patriots, you brought back the throwbacks. Now bring back everyone else who used to play in them. This team is unrecognizable, and you simply cannot lose in those special jerseys. It should just simply be a rule. You got a new lighthouse that's 90 feet tall, and yesterday's performance made me want to jump right off of it. To that point, though, Bill Belichick, more accurate than Zach Wilson. Take a look at Belichick throwing this challenge flag straight into the ground. Much like a lot of Zach Wilson's passes yesterday. 
Yeah, not even Zach Wilson thinks that he can do this. <laughs> that's so sad. Oh, that's so sad. Okay, last one from Foxborough. Tyreek Hill says Pats fans are nasty. He said some of the things they were saying I wouldn't say in church. Tyreek, newsflash. Do you know how many things you can't and shouldn't say in church? You should have said things I wouldn't say in prison. I'm also going to say don't Google Tyreek Hill allegations. Speaking of prison. Oh. And lastly. Oh. Ooh. Justin Fields. And he just got sacked again. <laughs> <laughs> Five seconds. That was like the average time he was hanging on to that ball. Things are getting ugly quick in Chicago. And there it is, guys. Your ADD look at the NFL week two. Sports professionals. It's <laughs> the most casual stand take you can have. Oh. Um, you wanted to ask me something that will inevitably yes, mean I'll have to answer a lot of questions at some point to my children. Yeah, ask this is away. Good because the internet remembers everything. I know. And on the same uh, Coach Prime um, orbit here, he, he doesn't mince words. He says exactly how he feels. Sure. Whether that be professionally on the football field or personally in his life. Yeah. Like ranking his children. Mm -hmm. Shiloh Sanders had a pick six. He was on the bottom of that list. Yeah. After the game this week, he said, Shiloh went up a couple notches. Nice. The point being is he ranks his kids. Sure. And you as a mother of children, two of them now. Yeah. X and Eva. What are the rankings? Yeah, I feel like Prime is in a better position. I, first of all, I love that he admits that he ranks his children. We all have favorites. Yep. That is 100% true. I don't care what any of you are saying. You mm -hmm. can deny it all you want, but in your mind, you know. But he has more children to rank. You know, I think he's got like five, right? So you can fall out of the top three. You can like you can aim and aspire to be something. I've just got the two. So um, right so now, easier. Xander has hand, foot, and mouth disease. So Ooh. he's plummeting down the rankings. Ooh, yikes. Um, just because of the overall, you know, disgustingness of sores yeah. and things yeah. like that on your body. Not really his fault, though. Yeah. The, uh, the X-Man just, just went. To, to be debated. Dirt, new in school? Yeah, kids are dirty. He probably okay. put something in his mouth he shouldn't yeah, have. Yeah. Um, or ate something he shouldn't have. Sure. Anyway, so that sucks. But I would say in general, Eva tends to hover at number one just okay. because she's potty trained. She's more self-sufficient. She can reach her own snacks. She can bathe herself. Basically, the idea that she takes a lot more off of my plate and I don't sure. really have to parent her sure. makes her my favorite child right now. Which obviously leads me to my follow-up, and this will be the last one. You said you said X-Man has hand, foot, and mouth disease. Yes. Tumbling down the rankings, which yeah. means he wasn't number one. Yes. You just listed all these incredible attributes right. of Eva, who we all mm -hmm. love and adore. Yeah. Why was she occupying that number two spot to begin with? Um, um, because he's my boy and okay. I'm not better than that. Okay. No, yeah. I, I understand. And yeah. these are objective rankings, right? Like, I, I don't need to ask Omar. Yeah, Omar would be one why. of those parents that would be like, oh, I don't rank my uh, children. On, he oh, would definitely, yeah, yeah, he would hit me with one of those. He's very Omar. evolved and mature. That's why it's not the Omar show, okay? Correct. It's the L. Duncan show. What a boring answer. One day when I have children, I, will, I too will subscribe to the ranking theory. Yeah. Until then... It's the best part of I having kids. Wait. You get to pit them against each other just for your yeah. sheer enjoyment and entertainment. I really hope my sister's not going to listen to this podcast, but I think I'm the favorite. Do you? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. She's, she's skyrocketed up the rankings recently, yeah. though. Because um, she's closer to marriage. Yeah. But uh, 
I held the title for a while. I am convinced that when you reach a certain age with your parents, the only thing that makes you the favorite is your ability to potentially take care of them. So yeah. I'm for sure my parents' favorite just because I'm the only here. well, I'm the only thing that stands in the way between them and like a state run nursing home. <laughs> so I think that like they would probably <laughs> say I am their favorite, um, but just purely for that reason. Self preservation. They got nicer ones than state ran, L. It's Connecticut. Yeah, if you pay for them, but if I don't pay for them, that's where you're going. Well, now that I've threatened my parents, see you guys Thursday. Wait, no. Thursday, L. Duncan is debuting oh, no. a new song. Listen. And that's a tease. All I'm going to say play, is. Play him the hook. All Can I'm you play gonna... him the hook? Bijon left and Bijon right. Bijon up the middle, Bijon on the side. That's all you need to know. <laughs> all you need to know, friends, is that every great Atlanta Falcons run has ultimately had some weird song or dance wrapped around it to help drive attention and intrigue. And this year's no difference. Bay Bay, coming soon. It's the Bijan Bows. That's a tease.